Isn't that a Bay City Rollers song? Hey Gary, I've got a, I've got a question for you. Hang on, have we started or are you just saying? Yeah, it's really right, have we started? Oh, you started in a kind of weird, funky sort of way just by asking me a question. Very you didn't even say welcome to the show. That's great. Yeah. If you cut out all my audio just then, I'll be really annoyed. Don't do that. I was downstairs, it was eight o'clock in the morning, and I was sort of blurry eyed. I was making a cup of coffee. My housemate came in um, with his partner. Your landlord. Yeah, subletter. I don't like the word housemate either because it implies that you're even. No, he doesn't live in your house. He's not. You're not like one house where you can go freely uh, in all the rooms. Otherwise, he'd be in your room right now, probably. Well, I'd call it a flat enemy. Like that's that's the way the 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 relationship's moving. Anyway, he comes in the kitchen and he was like, "Oh, how should we be treating you? We don't really talk that much." And I was like, "Oh, you know, it's all right. You know, make a little joke. Oh, same as last year." La la la. la. And I was like, "Oh, but you know, yeah." vaccine on its way you know that's good and he was like fuck that i'm not taking the vaccine it's a lie it's all a lie um have you seen boris johnson taking it have um has he taken it man it's a lie we gotta wait till it's been tested before we do it you know don't produce this stuff that's like so my response to these things has always been to agree with them pretend you agree agree with them pretend i agree and then have a massive event on a public podcast i wanted to ask you gary how do you react to someone who has unequivocally confirmed their status as a as clearly an anti-vaxxer and, and this isn't politics by the way yeah well i i i had a similar it wasn't it's it wasn't a verbal thing but one of my friends who's a who's a bit weird and he's like an eco kind of warrior he's 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 into really weird stuff and i think he does drugs um but he oh, said this guy, this guy was definitely stoned or drunk, which led the question like, what the hell was he doing to come into the house at eight o'clock in the morning? No, no, that's better. But this guy sent me a petition. It was just a petition just over WhatsApp. First communication I've had with him in about a year. Petition like, don't remove the passport of people who don't have the vaccine. They should be able to go freely wherever they want. And clearly, clearly it's from an anti-vaxxer point of view saying like, oh, it's terrible the way people who aren't going to be taking the vaccine are treated by limiting where they can go. Obviously, I didn't sign the petition. But um, I would just say, you know, look, it's I, I, I sent back to him and he hasn't replied. I said, Rich, come on, mate. Come on. I said, if you if you're offered the vaccine, do me one fair favor, please just take it. And he didn't reply. But so it's difficult to deal with them. I dealt with one at work as well. This was years ago, way before COVID. And she was talking about she's a normal person talking to her at lunch, like we had chats, you know, she's interested. And then one day she said, uh, talked about someone mentioned the vaccine. She said, oh, I'm not getting the MMR jab for my kids. I, I'm not getting that for my kids. And basically, I think that's like child abuse. But I didn't say that. I, I didn't know how to deal with it at the time. It's very difficult because they're so, you know, if they believe in that, they're so entrenched in their view that reason and argument aren't going to work with them. You could be as reasonable and as well evidenced in your argument as possible. And it wouldn't make yeah. a difference. So it's kind of not worth engaging them. You know, some probably might. But that's how isn't that like how you get anywhere, though, in these kind of like debates? Like, well, I like debating, you know, but I I, there's there's certain things that 
views that people have are entrenched their, their view is not based in any way on evidence or rationality it's based on a victim stroke what i call a victim stroke hero complex where they can they position themselves tm tm gary forrestal that yeah that is my fit i have yeah that's my thing do not print that in the guardian next week owen jones or something (laughs) whoever's listening but um no they they want them to see themselves as victims so they believe inevitably they will believe that 9-11 was a hoax you know they'll believe that we didn't land on the moon if you ask i'm sure like lots of them not not all of them but people who believe in conspiracies including anti-vaxxers want to want to be victims of like the government and bigger oh god people are trying to make me take a vaccine you know but they're also heroes because like well i've seen the truth and you haven't all the you people you sheeple you haven't seen the truth but i have and um it's quite it's quite sad really but when they're you, the mentality is that entrenched it's i think it's easier to argue with someone who is racist or say a donald trump supporter because their judgment is based on evidence that is kind of distorted and genuine reasons there's genuine reasons why people vote for trump and economic anxiety things like that and you can kind of you can argue that with them and they probably won't be swayed but you can at least argue with them an anti-vaxxer is so entrenched like you trying to convince someone that 9-11 wasn't a hoax or what wasn't um, planned by the u.s government who believes it you are wasting your time you will never ever convince them yeah it's not there's nothing but you feel like you feel like saying you know what what about like smallpox or polio you know how would these like things necessarily limited or like short or you know no difference it wouldn't, but, but, it wouldn't but, no, but like surely if you if you hold those attitudes about a vaccine which is like scientifically tested to like prove you know to, to get vaccinated and then and not no they lie to you scientists they lie to you but it's like but then surely you must have those attitudes about any form of medication right like penicillin yeah, yeah, yeah they- well, even no, like just, something simple as like fucking paracetamol like i take paracetamol because i headache but they probably think you know it'll turn you into a frog man no, well, i don't know but um as i say they'll just say no the scientists are lying to you there is no evidence base i think it's um particularly with vaccines basically a lot of this came from one individual who is one of the most destructive individuals who has ever lived during say our lifetimes and i think he's called gary forrestal i'm second or third on the list um but i cut he's called matthew something Matthew harding or something like that he wrote a paper um that said that the mmr jab is dangerous for children because it can give them autism when his study was looked into right and peer-reviewed it was complete bullshit he paid children to take the vaccine and he did it at a child's birthday party there was no his it was completely non-evidence based and um you can come up with all sorts of results if you don't do ethical studies very unethical but also inaccurate and that study was the genesis for all of this anti-vaxxer movement that there is today because people as soon as it was peer-reviewed it was destroyed and like loads of actual evidence-based studies proved that that was not the case but people still they won't believe that his paper wasn't true and it's not just that his paper his paper won't sway well, most people because they have the evidence that it's not the paper is bullshit but if you've got that sort of mindset where you kind of want to be a victim and you want to be a hero at the same time, you will fall into that 
mindset of yeah no i'm believing that i'm not believing as anything else it doesn't matter what study comes out i believe that vaccine vaccination the mmr jab gives my children autism or mm. cancer I'm not going to change. And it's very difficult to argue with those people. And, and, and incredibly frustrating. It's, like, it's like the same sort of people, you know, it's like Chris Campling thinking that Carl Pilkerton wasn't a real person. Yeah. Who is actually from Ipswich. I checked him out on LinkedIn. Anyway, we're all getting very, very Miles down. Miles gets drunk sometimes and uh, checks out people's profiles and, and emails like <laughs> Bacon's agent. And, you know, hey, hey. Drunk kind of looks for people hey news for all you DTRTs out there we might be getting richard bacon on the podcast because i actually had a very positive response from his agent so i'm deeply excited about that gary's on the hunt after russell brand so and uh still claire but you know that must i don't know that ship might sail but we shall see but yes as you were about to say and i'll say now this is the detrout spinners no this is detrout spinners this is detrout spinners yeah yeah the difference we have got now coming up we're going to be reviewing episode 41 of season two we will have general discussion about the show we'll have our favorite quote section a bit of xfm in the community uh mars is going to say a poll that is very damning on us i think <laughs> it's going to be that says people should not listen to the show but on reddit uh, you haven't seen the results yet no but i i know i know what they're going to be so yeah we've got that that destructive poll coming up and um yeah so so stay tuned but you might want to go back and listen to episode 41 of season two of the ricky gervais show on xfm before listening to the rest of this show and i believe miles posts a link don't you on the on the on the hey, you do, you do your job internet post do my job for me that's that's why we don't pay well, you it, it just, uh, yeah i'm just you know just switching uh, thanks man appreciate it um yeah, yeah so when, when you already come back and join us Welcome back. Well, I, this is uh, this is the Detroit Smiths with Mars Penel Gary Forrest. Do you think anyone ever does leave at that point and go? I hope I they do. I, I know that. Well, there is there is a note of that coming later in that damning poll that we mentioned still to come. Uh, this week, as Gary said, this week we discuss episode 41. This was originally broadcast 7th of June 2003. Springsteen has an armpit fetish, hankies and back pockets. Carl has the research. Carl won't leave the hotel room in Tenerife due to his state of arousal. Discussion about dying, cloning and our last day on Earth. The weekly episodes of Blockbusters, Cheeky Freak of the Week and Monkey News with two Monkey News this week bonus. Gary, what are your thoughts on this episode? Why are you talking like that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. As I said couple of episodes ago this sort of there's a run of five or six episodes now that I, I really do like i like this one it's not up there with one of my favorites but it's very good it's got some sweet moments in it which i'll come to uh, one in particular which i do like and there's noticeable this episode for the amount of planning that's gone into it there's a lot of pre-planning that and i think they really did take the hit like they did feel bad about not winning a sony even a bronze so they've been getting more and more planning into show and this one there's quite a lot there's a, a few things that have been planned like the thing about looks has obviously been planned between ricky and carl steve doesn't know about it which makes it brilliant but then they talk about bruce springsteen which again they they planned that before the show i'm not saying they scripted it but they planned it and then he says later what's ronan what's ronan so they're obviously reading from a list do you know what i mean of things they're going to talk about 
So it, it doesn't it doesn't make the show any worse or better, but it's just I love that though if that was their planning, it's like just just write in the word Ronan. What's Ronan? Ronan? That's what we I would do that. I just write one word. The episode not all of the bits of the episode do it for me, but in general I think it's a good one. And uh, and just another another wonderful I'm gonna call it C F O T W because I don't want to say because I'll get because you know I get worried about my university. All right. all right, it's Cheeky Freak of the Week, okay? I, I see you just looking with a blank expression. You don't know what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, I do. I, I, That's the highlight of the episode for me, one of the lines in particular. Would you say Chang and Ang? So you would go they and them? Is that what you would say? They and them? Uh, just to be gender neutral and balanced and oh, fair. To, to be honest, I think gender neutrality is the last of their problems. <laughs> But I, don't, I don't think they're bothered about what, what well, that, you've lost 500 quid your bursary money right there i was going to ask you gary say we're going to meet into a restaurant nothing's going that's something i've always done as well the way carl says restaurant i've I, i've carried that with me for quite a long time now don't remember um, restaurant like that ever restaurant you sure you do yeah sometimes not all the time people yeah. don't do that all the time do they? um anyway if we were meeting in a restaurant uh and uh little Which we have done we've Which done we have that a few times but i can't see you and the waiter comes over to me so how would you describe them so i would say first and foremost <laughs> i would go imagine brian blessed right imagine brian blessed with the with the beard and everything the big bulky beard but really dial down the levels of energy to almost like snail sloth levels he's probably got a glass of wine in him i said just imagine that and he go yeah it's over there mate you've said ta- you you've taken a, a great man brilliant man and <laughs> then you've removed his best quality from him and <laughs> said and and talked about his maybe his worst his hello gary forrestal he's <laughs> over there it's me yeah um what would i say to you guys i'd say um if you if you've got miles Penel in oh i don't know who miles miles have you got a guy um trying to be liked by everyone around him um he's grown a, grown a uh, sort of a moustache you know to to have a sort of character trait that people talk about and uh, um he he's he's uh, basically agreeing with everything that everyone says to him even if he doesn't agree have you got someone who's doing that or he says yeah he's over there that's what i'd say see, see mine was quite a nice Sorry, Johnny yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, character assassination over here oh Do yeah as if you didn't like dial down the pace to a slow like take all the energy <laughs> away yeah that's not character assassination <laughs> No, thanks very much. I, I'm, I'm going to go and vote in that Reddit poll. Stop, not listen. <laughs> hey, no, I, I think, and then we'd meet up and we'd have a bloody, we'd have a gay old time, wouldn't we, in that restaurant? You'd be checking out the waitresses. <laughs> That's so not true. Um, so you have done, yeah. So there's a, there's a sweet moment I like in it where it's one of the few moments that I've always liked this moment and not really consciously thought about why, but it's one of the few moments that Ricky talks to Carl in a genuinely as a, as if he's a functioning human being and he's kind of engaging with him it's only one line where he's talking about Danny Minogue and he, he just he says a few lines and he says why do people do that and Ricky says um well to get in all the hits uh yeah no yeah I know what you mean and that's just a nice moment you will not find a moment like that across the whole show like 
Carl's given a genuine opinion on something, Ricky could, what he would usually do is find fault in it or find something funny in it or destroy him. Or, and actually, that makes for a great show. That's why we all love the show. That's why we, it's, it's, it's legendary as it is. I would like it to be like that. But it's just not because it's always like that. It's nice that it's just it'll go back and listen if you don't get what I'm saying to the way he says it. It's just it's like Carl's a real person. And it's so rare. And it's only a little, very subtle, very subtle moment, but it's just a nice little moment. Go back and listen because it, you, you'll think, oh, you sure, I don't really, I'm sure it's not like that. But go and listen and you'll... you'll I think that's that's quite a nice thing to, to sort of pick up. I've never thought, thought that before, but you you must think because the majority of your time is a friendship. Yo, though you might be a bit sort of jovial and like piss-takey, like you can't be like that all the time. So it would be so sweet to be in that room that, you know, when they have like an honest, deep, like heart to heart, which they probably did have at that time. But, but in general, I think even off air, that's why that, again, that's why we love the show because it genuinely is the case that I'm sure off air, it was very similar to on air. Like there was, there will be very little difference. So I don't think they probably do have, I think Ricky just uses Carl for, for humor. And I, I don't kind of, I'm not saying, oh, God, he's terrible for doing that. He's got great humour out of Carl, and Carl kind of has gone along with it in his own way. But it's it's just nice, those little moments where he's kind of, you know, he sort of starts to say, well, to get in all the hits. And then he's he's not planning, not that he plans his comebacks to Carl, but you can he sort of plans as he's saying it, how, to, how can I make this funny? And he plans instantly. It's, it's a great skill. You you think you might think, oh, that, that's that's always, they always speak like that. But they don't, honestly, go like through the shows. I'm sure, I can't remember everything, but mm. they don't have that. He, Ricky doesn't react like that to, unless it's an incidental sentence where they're having a normal conversation. Carl's given a, a, an opinion that could easily be taken out down, you know, or, you know, could easily be made fun of by Ricky because he's so clever he can come up with humour from anything but he doesn't he just says like yeah yeah i know what you mean and he's like he agrees with carl like yeah yeah you've given a good opinion yeah i i get what you mean just not just nice little moment this this episode for me like it doesn't quite land for me like this this is not it's an episode of it feels very nothing lots of parts lots of different parts yeah yeah i know what you mean there are things I really like about it. For instance, I love the um the monkey chat at the end. Um, uh, when he's having a go at Steve at the end. Yeah, so yeah, that's one of the classic. That is the classic. You know, do when go, you get the go, line. Go see my tweet that I did. I'd spent about three hours get doing. <laughs> Whereas when you get the dot dot dot, Steve, and that this has seemed that that is a quote that will live on, you know, through the ages. Like it's really used. Everyone knows it, and and it's 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 great. So I love that story. This is a very, very superficial comment to make on the episode itself, but the sound quality and levels of audio are really, um, yeah. they're really bad in this episode. And it's weird because it's kind of an anomaly in all of them because yeah. I, I obviously understand the fact that old shows and, you know, they probably had issues with that recording equipment and we can't hold people accountable for having goodness me like this show is proof of that but um there's there's bits where it cuts out i've i've listened to several versions of this episode where you hear links that aren't in other versions there's there's a there's a huge gap at one point when an rem song is meant to be playing and then oh you hear i don't know is there another is there another version of that where there is audio there's loads yeah i've never uh, heard yeah. No, it kind of comes it in. It plays and, again. It plays again, doesn't it? It plays yeah, twice. Because yeah. like their audio at the beginning, what they're saying, like, it's it sounds like they're speaking when the record's planned, but it's not. It's the audio that you've just heard. Yeah, there's a massive mistake there. Something went wrong that day because, again, like, I, I don't 
see that much of a problem with the audio being no, that. Not but it is, no, I know, I know, but it is, it is different. But it, it really places it for me. It's like um, I was saying to Andy of the Simpsons podcast, like if it's, I can place the Simpsons episode by the quality of the visual of the artwork. If it's really sharp and good, I know I'm not going to like the episode. If it's the old quality, I'm going to like the episode because I can place it immediately. I know it's season six, five by the quality of the drawing because it got progressively better. With this one, I can place it immediately. I, I If I'm uh, on shows previously or after this i'm like oh i'm around the 40s i'm in the 30s something like that but this one i know 41 i know i'm 41 because just because of the audio quality like and i picked up on it it like it sort of sections it out from the rest Mm. yes it is it is poor something obviously was wrong with the something at xfm that day because there's multiple problems with the audio but it's just noticeable you can just hear it in their voices right right at the beginning they it's kind of sounds and it makes it sound like or it makes it seem when you're listening to it like it's a different show with different people yeah that's, that's how i feel about it's it yeah. now it's the same show when you when, when you get into it and you've, they've got all the same sort of things and it's a good show i like it but it's it sounds like it's different, like it's a different show. It's not the Ricky Gervais show on XFM. It's just weird, you know. I think there's a couple of good questions that come from the um that come from the episode. Like, obviously, what would you do if you had one day left on Earth? <laughs> Carl's gonna yeah. he's gonna watch Twenty Four. Ricky's gonna mow down people in a Chrysler. <laughs> and no, I was like, oh, what would I do? Because I actually quite like that question. Like, uh, say an asteroid is gonna hit there. I know I spend a lot of time catastrophizing a lot, lot of my life anyway. So it's a catastrophe. But what Maybe would you do if you had testicles? But not not an asteroid. But mainly about your <laughs> testicles. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So okay. So what what would you do? We get the premise. What would you do then? To bring uh, up do you know what? I I think I'd be too anxious thinking what I'd do. I wouldn't do anything. Yeah, I, I think I think that's the answer that would be true for most people. If you really if you really knew it was your last day, you would you know. would you go out and just commit a murder for no reason? I'd probably tell people no. what I truly. I probably would go around and tell people what I truly thought of them before, and then and then have no friends left. It's like the only time you've ever been honest in your life. Like it's not like what did you say at the time, Frey Bentos? So you actually did say what you thought. Just yeah, to tie I, up I any loose what. ends, just to go. You thought I liked you. I didn't, Mum. All right. <laughs> I'm joking. I would never yeah, say. No, you no, no, you are joking. I would. Mars, Mars loves his mum. Mummy. Okay. I probably would go back home and spend it with with my mum. Is is the honest answer. <laughs> Come and spend it with me, mate. That's what you'd do. You know, I'd we'll just get food. pissed and smoke loads of fans. Yeah. Do we just go to uh, say, no, smoke fans out there? I'm um three weeks clean, everyone. For those who are interested, so I'm um, I'm about 16 minutes clean because <laughs> I had one I had one before the show. <laughs> no, Mars has done really well. Like I'm really impressed. Yeah. Well and what done. would you do? What would you do on your last day? Uh, I don't know. I just kind of yeah. I, I'd probably burn all my photos and uh, <laughs> set fire yeah. to my flat in the end and kind of because I I don't want my neighbours to live as well. If I if everyone's going to die anyway, I wouldn't bother doing that. And I'd go and yeah, I'd, I'd count my money. Which I don't know much of, and then and, you know, I'd, I'd max out my credit cards. Might as well do that. That would be quite fun, actually, just to literally. I tell you what, just to see how much money you could burn out and getting as much, maybe getting as much legal trouble without traditional consequence, even though you've got one day left. Yeah, but well, not 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 serious crimes, but I'd probably, well, I'd probably jaywalk, let's say, like walking on the road, yeah. or 
you know, might go and go and hit a duck. Kick a duck up the arse. In the pond that I go to, which I was telling you about off air. The loneliest pond. The loneliest pond. But yeah, I, I I think we would be, we wouldn't do anything, to be honest, if we knew it was our last day. It's a good, like, cycle. The way Ricky explains it is quite good, actually. He's good at that. Like, you know, say you're not ill, you're going to die in your sleep, but you didn't know when you were going to die. This is a different concept, but um, that's a really good way of explaining the concept of kind of living for the moment all the time and not worrying about death. I've never found those bits of the show the most interesting, but they're all right, you know. But that's what I mean. I don't find any of it quite interesting. Like, got another bit here. I I never thought of the word, you know, the phrase when he says sleight of hand linguistically. That phrase, I don't know why. I'm just thinking of personal things. Exactly exactly and that's why i'm like i lost you somewhere i lost you somewhere it wasn't slightly i think it was slight of hand and they're trying to go yeah we got one up on carl but it's like mm, is it a phrase you know you've kind of made up something that isn't a phrase and expecting him to understand it and it's not a hard thing to understand surely everyone would know what that means no, no, oh, I mean, wouldn't understand that no, a lot of people okay, but, understand. Even, but, but even but even so it's not a phrase that people use in the same way that i'm a big fan of catchphrase right but if you watch catchphrase, they're running out of phrases now. No, they reuse old ones. Yeah, but they might reuse old ones, but they use they use phrases that aren't even catchphrases. Like they'll do like Steve um, Stephen Mulhern. Yeah, Mulhern's doing it. My mum loves him. He'll never be as he'll never live up to um Roy. Roy. Roy Roy, Roy I can't They remember. do things like um like a rock driller and it'll be just like a picture of a drill and a rock. It's like, no, you need the classic phrases. Like, yeah, um, no, I think you're overthinking this, actually, this point, because the, it's it's irrelevant whether it's a phrase. It's just not everything we say is a phrase. Like if I said a sentence to you and then said, you do, do you under, you don't, I've made out like you don't understand it. Where did I lose you in the sentence? You wouldn't be able to say, well, in that sentence, you didn't say an exact phrase and like a known phrase. It's nothing to do with whether it's a phrase or not. It's whether to do whether you understand sleight of hand linguistically. I get that your point, like it is a bit. It's, it's like not really a, a thing to take the pay. They don't do it in the phone. And actually, it's a bit, yeah, it is, it is a, it's not the most easy thing to understand, but, it's you janky, know. But it's a janky sentence as well. Like it's a yeah, janky but, phrase. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it makes sense linguistically to, to use the word linguistically to actually describe it, not even though it includes it, but it makes sense. But it's a weird phrase and it's a weird thing to say like so yeah and actually that's the thing with Carl a lot of these things like he probably did understand that but the thing with Carl is and because he knows his role in the show he's not acting so before people get angry and annoyed and say oh he's he's not acting but he knows his role now most people if if you said where did you lose him and then Steve says I think sleight of hand linguistically most people in Carl's position would have said I didn't lose you there at all. I was just thinking, yeah, I I know what you mean. Of course I know what you mean. But Carl kind of doesn't, he doesn't push back at all. Like he does, he sort of just leaves it in a lot of those situations because he knows that that's funnier. And I get why he's yeah. doing, you know, he knows it's funnier. So it's, again, it's not the most interesting part of the show, but it's, they're not being too bad on him. But yeah, it's, no, a, bit, it's a bit sneery, but. Gary, what's your favourite colour? Can I ask you that? Yellow. It's yellow, right? Okay. Apparently, according to this, oh, uh, right. this chart that I've got, <laughs> according to this chart, Gary, is it fellatio? Well, I know that I know that you like to carry a, a yellow handkerchief in your in your bottom uh, left pocket. No, but according to this, <laughs> in, in, in according to this guide, you're into water sports. 
Can you confirm or deny that? I, I can I can I can deny it and I'd say this I, I'm not it, it's nothing right like I, I just happen not to be gay right but there's there are gay activities I could you know I think oh okay I can see you know I can see the benefit of that water sports I've always thought with a man or a woman like my worst thing that I'd never want to engage I'd rather the other way scat but because you know me and you actually you probably suffer this as well my bladder is my most personal thing in the world actually we told a story on Patreon of like of weeing into a champagne bottle in a limousine which if you if you want to hear that go on to Patreon hey, hey, five pounds it to was hear the worst moment. A, a wee for me is like Either someone else's wee or my wee is like the most private, personal thing. I would rather have a poo in front of someone than wee because it's like, and my bladder. I told no water sports. I can deny it. If it was anything else, I would say. I tell you what, I was watching. Um, I may destroy you, which you know, just caught up on it. I'm like five episodes in, and it is a fantastic series. And there are so many scenes of people on toilets and. Or just, I'm just like, yeah, I don't like that. I hate and, that. And don't, don't get me wrong. I know it's like a real thing that people do. I don't want to see it on telly. No, you are <laughs> a brute. And so am I in that respect. But yeah, I but I know, I know. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you know we should. I think we should show this stuff. But people will be like, oh, good, good on people for showing that. But I'm like, no, oh, no. I don't want to see that really. I'm <laughs> sorry, but I'll just go on some of these. So, but I'm so with you on this. But I'll just go into some of these. And of course, we take all of these with a pinch of salt, knowing that they're confusing load of shit all of the different colors so, uh, uh, steam, steam steam yes yeah, steam sauna i think it's called there's a sto- there's a, a sauna in soho that's quite close to the mcdonald's so i often kind of walk past it and uh what's it called i can't remember but yeah you go in there and apparently i haven't been but you get you can have look like different colors of like stuff to put on your towel like to tuck into your towel because you walk around in towels in saunas like that. and and it's different colors so it is tr- you know the, these are real things Don't you keep like, your change like your, your pocket change in your phone well you have i assume you have a locker yeah because it's a sauna have you ever been to a sauna email us spinnerspodcast at gmail.com genuinely like, like interested going, it's like going to the swimming pool but you get wanked off yeah. Black is heavy S and M. So heavy S and M. Is this an masochism? S and M. Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah, know what's going on. I've never wrong. really understood that, by the way. What, BDSM? Yeah, I don't really understand. Like, I understand it's like um, dominatrix and like it's like being very powerful. But someone's and, really dominant, and then you've got a weak yeah, person who doesn't. Dominant yeah. and submission, and um, and it's all about you know the relationship, the power dynamic between those two. Usually, are talking, with, sorry, are you talking about BDSM now or our relationship? Because it could be either. <laughs> I tell you what, if okay. I if I was kneading underneath you and you were in chains and whips, like <laughs> in a gimp mask, I would. Why do you think it would be that way around? I think I'd be <laughs> Anyway, go on. Yeah. What, uh, so red is fisting, which is apparently what I would be into because that's my favourite colour. Yellow with covered. Dark blue is anal sex. Uh, light I think blue. They're is all into sex. anal sex. Actually. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't confirm nor that's, deny that. I if I was, on, if I was on a university course, I would never say something like that. No, shut <laughs> up. Don't try and get me drunk. No, I feel bad. No, no I'm just saying, like, like n- natural people like are into penetrative sex, like so straight people, bisexual people, queer, lesbian. Um, whatever it tend to be into penetrative sex well maybe not lesbians but um so take that as a given so if you wear a blue hanky 
it's like a waste really because it's like i'm in anal sex well yeah i know that what else you i want to know what your fetish is but what about if it, if you pull it out and it's like one of those clown hands <laughs> like he's, a, he's like, yeah like uh who did that like um the magicians yeah uh, what about if it turns out like that anyway that's a load of old shit something that i do Dan- like yeah <laughs> paul daniels turns out is into fish it's got every color like, he's into everything he goes debbie got yeah. an idea for you i love carl's dad's uh shoe stop story sorry shoe stop story shoe stop story i love that story just the idea of going into a shoe shop put your old ones out there take new ones out but that's not a practical big thing because the ones on display are usually if they've got to be your size which i've always felt a bit weird like about trying on did you ever do that as a kid like well you do it all the time don't you when you um you try and stop the shoe that's on display, but every yeah. one foot has been in that. And is it just an urban myth? No, like, I've never tried that. I don't try on the shoe that's on display. You, you, you go and time. ask them to get your size, and then there's a fresh box. No, like, but when you were a kid, like, but when you were a kid, it was usually one on display. Time. Yeah, but if it was like a size eight and they didn't have a size eight, I'd go, oh, do you want to try that? Is it an urban myth, right, that if you don't wear socks in the shoe shop, you're not allowed to wear the, the shoe on display, or do, do the do the place, do the, does the shoe shop provide you with, like, a sock? You know, like, when you pee kit, when you don't pee kit, you have to take, like, the smelly... No, they weren't. If it was, like, JD Sports, the trainers, they probably, it probably wouldn't... If it was, like, Dulcis, they might say, yes, uh, you know, we you, you need to come back in socks to try this on. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. But I don't think it happens very much because the vast majority of people wear socks. Those that don't. Not XFM listeners. Not XFM listeners. They don't. Oh, yeah. But they're not allowed. But um, yeah, they don't go to shoe shops either. (laughs) They just have their pair of shoes they had when they were 16 for the rest (laughs) of their life. It's interesting something Steve says. Um, and it's it actually relates to the show. He's actually kind of talking. He doesn't realise, but it relates, I think, to the experiences where he talks about the Beatles and makes a good point. Like it's like I've used them up. It's a good way to phrase it actually. And uh, I love the show. I love the experiences. We all do. But th- there is an element of using them up if you listen to certain episodes over and over again and you kind of you need to i always feel i need a break and need to move on to a different series for you know a few months on that series before going back to the old ones because i you can use these shows up do you know what i mean it's like like great band like you're talking about the beatles the most successful band ever but you can use them up even though it's brilliant i don't you know if you listened time and time again to an episode over a few weeks you kind of it gets a bit it gets a bit samey you kind of you want to move on and move series and different times so uh, that actually what he says about the Beatles I think applies to the XFM shows as well which I is no it's, it's no slight on the XFM shows it's no just, no no but there are a few things in life that I would return to as much as the XFM shows yeah and I, I think in nowadays in our culture of like consumption it's that it's all about instant gratification it's like I've done that what's the next series done that what's the next series but I, I love returning to series that, you know, strike me or they resonate with me. And this is one of them. I want to know if there's any listeners out there who have ever got like bored of the shows or have stopped listening to the shows for any reason. Another thing is like, do they find that they're different? There was that whole thing with Netflix and friends being um being brought onto Netflix. 
do people like reassess the shows now in reflection of like modern times and um and see them or hear them differently because for me i'm not bothered about that stuff that stuff doesn't bother me can that that context i could listen to them in any context and i will always find the funny i would never i don't think i'd question it as much i would just look at look at it as a product of its time you're asking the audience if they get bored of the show okay let's know but I'm not saying I get bored of the shows. I'm saying a natural process is you listen to something great. Like Steve, as he's saying, he loves the Beatles. We all love, everyone kind of likes the Beatles. But if you listen continually to shows and over again, all I'm saying is not that I take a break from the XFM shows. We, we, we all, us two and listeners, are constantly listening to them. And that's why you probably don't kind of reassess them in modern times, because to reassess something like Friends, if you haven't seen Friends for five years and suddenly you see an episode, you kind of reassess it. But you don't have that process of reassessing when you're continually listening to to the shows which we all do and i do but i'm saying like that's why i move series sometimes i will t- i will spend time on series three and a bit of four for like a few months like go through those 10 shows because it and then when i come back to series two it's fresher and it's nicer and it's it's nice to listen to but i as i say i can listen to certain shows over again and i don't get bored of them but i just it's like you do you do kind of use it up and you go on to a new show or new new series. This is what I do. And uh, listen to that for a while. And then you come back and it's even better. It never gets boring. Don't get me wrong. There are shows we've reviewed that are not as good as others. And they might get boring. But overall, it doesn't get boring. But it does. You do use it up. I know what he means by that phrase. And I, I think it applies yeah. to shows. Without, it's not a criticism of them. It would apply no, to no, no. any. Yeah. If I watched The Office over again, over and over again, all the time, it wouldn't be as kind of, it wouldn't be as funny as, or as special to watch it. You need a break of a year and go back to The Office. With this, there's so many episodes, you can go to a different series. That's what I do. If I had to ask you, Gary, if you had a little, a little, uh, if you had Chang and Ang there, a little uh, conjoined twins, what would you like to see them do if you were to spend the day with them? Well, it's funny you should say that because I actually uh, thought of a few things. Uh, the thing I would like them to do was to see them tie their shoelaces because it, out yeah. of everything, that must be the hard, like, to get the knot, like, and you're two different people. I, I wonder if you, wait, is one of you controlling the left hand? Yes. And the other... Yes. Right. So it's two. Yes, oh. it's, two, it's two people. Do you know what I mean? So to tie a shoelace, even though it's oh like a God. simple thing. But you, you couldn't even wash up. Exactly. Like, like, but wash up, you've got to be like. They probably have Velcro. Yeah. They probably have Velcro. Probably have Velcro. I don't think, yeah. Oh, can you just imagine like just like typing or something like that? That I've never thought about that actually. That's that's a good point. No, you can't type. You can't. I mean, one of you will write. Like, what if you, I don't? Do you? There isn't anything like you're left-handed or right-handed because you both got. Like, if the left-handed one is right, would have been right-handed if he had another hand. That would be really annoying because you're you've only got one hand and you can't write with it. And then you're you're right next to someone who can write perfectly. You know, but at least then he does all the writing and you don't have to. And, then, like, and then you could help with the washing up. <laughs> <laughs> pull your pants down for the person next door and there's that bit in an idiot abroad where he goes um he's going to uh iceland he's going to meet some inuits can meet some eskimos uh, that's what ricky says and he changed it to inuits so i can't say that yeah, says you can't anymore say. the carl goes he's just sitting there sort of like open mouthed and he says uh who's made that little problem up I think there is a case, obviously, for being PC. I don't think it's important and all this stuff. But he is so right, in my opinion, 
that he says, who's made that little problem up? He goes, as if it's if that is a huge problem where they live. But not just that. He's saying it's always the people people that aren't offended by something that want to be offended by something yeah, that that's i agree with that point actually there are circumstances where you know little things that seem little because it's like we're talking about conjoined and siamese yeah that's let me I want say to yeah no but there are things like there was a big thing in america about the uh the, there was a team called the uh redskins and um to me i'm not like we we'll never understand what it's like for, for the team to be called that but for native american indians actually lobbied to get the name changed and it was changed where i agree with you so that i'm saying there are like if it's offensive we don't know it's offensive because we're not we're not impacted by it so we don't know but i do agree with the the part about people who aren't affected by this being the ones fighting for it when the people who are affected by it literally don't care now if that's the case and it sometimes is then absolutely, you know, people just trying to be like eco warriors or like warriors, like oh, I'm going to change this, I'm going to, I'm going to get equality for these people, but they don't want it, they don't, they have no interest in it. Now, where they do, where the people affected by it think it's a problem, it's a problem. Where where they don't, it's not a problem. I don't know with the Eskimo one, but it's a, it, when Carl says that, he's kind of coming at it from a kind of ch- childlike. Yeah point of view which is quite why he's so sweet and kind of it's even though where he says that and yeah actually he's wrong because it's not a little problem probably to certain people but it's it's still funny to hear him say it yeah with Siamese twins the Siamese probably now yeah they can join twins now because that was offensive I don't know who changed that it you just go you just live in the world don't you you know something's changed I wonder if we get a scientist out there to connect us two together I'm going to say something and then we could do a podcast all the time I'm not pretending to be Ricky, but no scientists listen to this show. <laughs> there are no scientists listening. We just have a scientist on speed dial so we could kind of ask him questions. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I don't, I, you know, if you say Siamese twins, it's not probably not the most offensive thing in the world. But if people want to go with conjoined twins, just live with it and go and call them conjoined twins. And then you can remain on your course of study. Oh, sorry. Oh, that relates. <laughs> Sorry, I was just being, I, was, I added a bit there. But it's, it's you know, that I, 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 let's not say it now, but again, the I think it was last week, was it? And this week produced two of the most classic and my favourite lines from Cheeky Freak of the Week. I love it and I'll come to it in my favourite quotes, but it's just, I love hearing that. I could hear that all day. I, I, that thing I just said about using something up, I would never use yeah. that. Certain bits like Gerald well, Preston which you don't like but i would could never use gerald preston up but yeah well i'll tell you what that's a hook and that's something to come up after the break well back it's uh, it's gary now hi hi um yeah i hope you had a nice break and, um, you know, when we have a break, you can always pause the show and have five minutes to yourself as well if you want to do that. I don't know if listeners do do that. <laughs> I would if I was listening to a podcast. But, um, yeah, we're going to do our favourite quotes now. But just a couple of little things I want to say. One thing is, right, I've always thought this. A lot of people use this Rockbuster as an example of, like, how bad Carl's Rockbusters were. Lots of people do. You do. Other people have online. I've seen it. Metallica. Metallica. Yep, I was going to say this point as well. 
it actually when you say make metallica sound like metallica well it it actually does sound like metallica it is like there's far more there's examples of where carl's rock busters don't work at all and it is a different word and it doesn't really sound like it but metallica right people you say oh yeah he did metallica for metal liquor yeah right that's pretty much it that's pretty much it doesn't have to be literally exact or it'll be a different it'll be the exact phrase it's i'm pretty sure that's how they came up with a name what why are those three blokes licking on steel metal liquor now you're being now you're being stupid you're just taking it too far and you've ruined it <laughs> now i don't want to speak about it anymore no but it's it's a case like it's interesting because it works it doesn't it's not an example of a bad clue like make metallica sound like metallica well it just does it does metallica it, just, it, it don't metallica it really it, anyway yep, I, I, I think I it works and um i just I picked up on something because we always talk about this like what phrases in the show do you use in your real life one i use i use it with you quite a lot actually is um they might as well have been speaking french that's a great one to say <laughs> like to someone who doesn't understand like uh, or i might as well have been speaking french then miles it's a nice phrase to you it's just one i use just another example if you've got any of examples that you use from this show or another show do tweet us or get in touch but yeah. now favorite quotes yeah, let's get on. I've got a lot from this episode, actually. I've got more than I thought. One of them's incredibly long, but I'll do it justice, hopefully. Okay, let's go. Oh, Rockbusters. Yeah, that's good. No, but I, I, I much prefer the one. I can't remember. If it's in a later show, I think, where he goes. You know, have we got a jingle for? And he goes, no. It'd probably be something oh. like, oh, <laughs> Rockbusters. That's much funnier. Like he just does it like that. He's a little French fella. Just like that, a fella. Just a little like, detail. He's a little French fella. Oh, do you know what? Do you know what? I was that actually necessary detail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it was quite funny actually because I was talking to on one of my WhatsApp groups, my friends, and I was saying, um, have you seen? We were talking about it's a sin. I was saying, have you seen it's, it's a sin? You had other friends. Yeah, it was two or three. You know, get get through the ranks. It's a sin, which is a, f- a, a phenomenal series on Channel Four. You can catch it on the Four OD service. <laughs> And I was like, uh, oh, yeah, that, that was the story about the little the little Welsh fella. And then my friend replied, you've been listening to too much Ricky Gervais. Just yeah. because I put, you know, little and fella, insert yeah. nationality in between we, that. We said this before. <laughs> we said, like, no, it doesn't even have to be a nationality. It can be a characteristic. But um, if you if you start with little, end with fella, and in between you put something a characteristic, a nationality, or whatever, a race. If you're being really, if you're being really. Well, is um, there offended. anything you want to say to all the little uh, Chinese fellas for Chinese New Year, which is today? Um, just have a have a great day. You know. Year of the ox. Year of the ox. So you know, um, I don't know if they all get an ox as a present or something, but <laughs> I don't, don't know how it works there. But I hope you um, can use it to plough all your fields <laughs> if you have any fields. No, I, I seriously, Happy New Year. I know uh, I've got a friend who's Mongolian and it's Mongolian New Year and it combines it with the, like it's a lunar eclipse or something or it's, it's a lunar something. So it must be the same because Mongolia's borders China. So it's a, it was a special day for her as well. So it's a big thing there. Of course and, it is. I mean, um, please don't um, Halfway through, Steve. I'm Ricky Gervais. That was Mr. Merchant I was referring to there. Steve, familiar. Friends by now. Five years in the making. Carl Pilkerton, I've only known him for a year and a half, but he's a good friend as well. XFM, where paths cross. You can see what I mean, but it's an incredibly long quote. It's, but it's funny perfect, because I had that perfectly, quote. But perfectly written, and it's not written, 
it's just improv. I, I, I've used that so many times. I love that. Yeah, but it's for me. There's only one bit in that that's funny. It's all it's all fine. Like it's, I'm not criticizing what in the rest of it, but the rest of it's like just plain. It's just normal. It's like how Ricky talks. It's 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 entertaining, but it's not. But I've had that quote, but I've just got familiar friends by now. Like that's all. That's the bit that's funny because like Steve and Ricky, like friends by now is is almost insulting to Steve to say like well, we're we're about <laughs> friends by now, you know. But he, you know they've been friends. I was going to come in. I was going to come in on this half ago. Miles, Garrett, Forrestal, friends by now. Oh, <laughs> we six yeah. years in the making. Six, eight. Eight or oh, fucking hell. Eight and a half. That's why we go to spas together. Right, my next one. And you go, yeah, he's over there. Yeah, he's there. And you go, yeah, he's over there. That's nothing going on. Nothing on tour. Don't go Dutch. Go Dutch. Go. Um, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's going to enjoy this. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Can hear a mouse coming. Can hear a mouse. Can hear a cat coming. Can it? <laughs> It's just that, and then Steve, Steve afterwards just goes, yeah. <laughs> so, That's a weird, yeah. It really okay. makes me laugh. Can you can you can you a mouse go a cat car? We can't. It? No, but there are. That's the thing about this show. There are like those classic lines, and then there's some sometimes lines that just make one of us laugh. Like, and it, and it it doesn't make most people laugh, but it just you you enjoy it. One of our just, he's trying to get it in so quick. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good. They get up to some weird stuff. Yeah. There's that, that little dodgy line. And I, again, I don't want to be one of these people that reassesses the shows. Carl, you're like a gay the way you jump around from head to head. Yeah, yeah. Now, of yeah. course, yeah. you definitely wouldn't say You wouldn't probably say that then. Because no, it's, a, uh, yeah. it's, but it's really, just, again, it's it's that thing about what he said about the Inuits. It's, it's, it's almost excused probably wrongly, maybe morally, but because he's being childlike because he's, a, yeah. his role is to be childlike, not just his personality, but his role in that moment is to be childlike. And if a child, often children say that man looks different, that why are they, why are they different there? You know, you, you sort of say that as a child and it's kind of, it's so it's not ideal but it's okay and that's kind of carl's role that's why he says those things so i don't i i don't think it's offensive he meant it to be offensive but oh, i would no, never I say it mind. now you'd never say it now i just like the way he says this what i don't understand is you maintain that whilst looking at a spanish man dressed as a fireman i just like the way he says it's kind of slightly um, trips over himself in that deliberate Slurry. way my next one is what well, both of them i guess yeah uh, it's just again just yeah, yeah. talking about the siamese twins saying what well, both of them yep yeah yeah as if you know it gets by not a laugh but no no funny good. yeah cool. good line i like it oh uh, this one is a classic we all know it i'm gonna do everything in my power to destroy you <laughs> and i like there's something about it because it's something that makes it even more um entertaining is because steve's accent his bristol accent is not a strong bristol accent but it it, it really he sometimes it comes out strong and on the word you it really comes out like I'm going to do everything in my power to destroy you. Just go back and listen. It really sounds Bristol and it makes it just even more like sinister. Well, like, do you know what? In that story, he does slip up one of his words. And goodness me, as if I'm one to say. But he says there was a boyfriend who was talking to his gay boyfriend. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> it's a tautology. That's a tautology. What do you mean? It's a tautology. When Tautology is like when you say um, I've got a liquidy drink it, oh, it, okay. you know you you're describing it twice yeah, unnecessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the words and like it's, if it's a drink it's going to be liquidy or phone boxes that's, that's boxes. not because it's a 
he's a I nice love how, um, there, there's an episode where they go talk about ugly fat women yeah, again, we've talked about that before we go and uh, this is how many radio shows can say that we've talked about this stuff? and it's the fact that they can just go from subject to subject to subject and it's like it's the smoothest thing in the world uh, my next they, they one get, is like, all this all this thing about being offensive is like i've just thought they because ricky ricky and steve say the offensive things as well but it was the, just the presence of carl was the what allowed them to get away with it because you made a good yeah. point just then i agree with you you know you might think oh it's not all right today but you know we're only talking 2003 it wasn't all right then as well like yeah, yeah you're right you're right it's not like 1963 so it's kind of the just the presence of carl allowed them to kind of and they say it a few times like what sort what other radio show would talk about this or this and uh, I think it's because of Carl being there. Other than that, they would not have got away with it. But I don't think I, those subjects would have come out had Carl never talked about it. But my next one is, I actually think this is probably one of my favourite quotes of all time, uh, which is ironic because it's not one of my favourite episodes. Isn't that Bay City Roller song? Yeah, I, I love it. It's something about... No, no, no. It's, it's about thought... Bay City Rollers, which are a bit... You know why he says that, don't you? You know why he says Bay City Rollers? No. Because they've got a song called Shangalang. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> now, the song might not be called Shangalang, but the main lyrics are Shangalang. So it's like, that's just. That's kind of ruined the joke Shang-a-lang. for me, though, because no, I thought there was no it's, link. It's funnier if you know that. Like, it actually makes sense. Like, isn't that a basic Shang-a-lang. song? So you just, you like that quote, and it's your favourite quote ever, but you didn't know, you just thought it was a random. <laughs> I guess it would be funny as well if it was just completely random. And you just, well, that's, that's what I mean. I was, you could say, isn't that an S Club 7 song? Like, you could no, say. It's because they've got a song called Shangalang. It's even fun. That's oh, what makes it funny. Right. I've got that in my favourite quotes as well. But he's playing boogie. But is he playing boogie? Well, but he, actually, actually, I don't know which way around it is. I'll put him back. Tongue twister. Anyway, but he is playing boogie woogie over their tracks. Yeah, yeah. definitely. This is uh, this is all part of it. Oh, was, you, was that a quote or you just saying? Yeah, that's a quote. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. This is, and then Ricky going. This is all part of it. This is of it, yeah. Um, I've got them familiar friends by now. That was my quote. Um, he loved them. He loved them. My last two, and I'm going to say these together. <laughs> oh, God, I feel so sorry for Steve during this fit. Have you got a ruler, Rick? And, um, of course, Ellipsis, Steve. Steve, yeah. The, that story, oh, my God. And I've actually seen images of this. When the imprint of your eyes... Is left when you press your glasses to the pupil and um well, and it leaves no, but, but but he's talking about his eyes being a bit bulbous and it leaves like an, an imprint on the glass spectrum right can you see i mean this is this radio it's your radio. eyes don't bulge out far now, enough my eyes obviously touch. don't of course glasses they don't, don't touch I, your asses your your asses your, your glasses your, your don't touch your eye even though your glasses don't they touch don't so you don't no, have it. No, but there are. I've seen it. Imagine when yeah, you're. I know. I know. Leave uh, a mark on your glasses. Like I have to really like. But I did. I honestly that I, I'm not the promote my own tweets, but that that mashup I did. Half of the face was one of those monkeys, and half was Steve. And there is so much similarity. Obviously, they're different, but um, <laughs> they do bulge out a lot in the monkey and Steve. Um, and yeah, I love those quotes as well. I, okay, this is a funny one. What? What did you say? 
<laughs> yeah, the bit where like because they're they're talking about um, he's saying well we we don't have it we don't get it but Carl probably understand it you know what what do you say he doesn't he doesn't even like know the words that they've just spoken let alone the explanation he probably has got no interest or just I know it. yeah but it's just it's very funny and again that's part of Carl's role like I think he answered in that way because he knows his role and good good on him for it. Well, this is the problem. They're going to crop up quite a lot because they got double the chance. Oh, that was in there, and then they deleted it. I knew you. That's a nice. That's a nice follow-up to um last week's, isn't it? Last week's, yeah. They should have looked both ways. Those those two quotes of Ch- from Chicken Free the Week of two of my favourite quotes of all time. That last one last week was probably uh, slightly above this one, but this one I love. It's just because it's the way he says double the chance. He he gets quicker when he says that. So, well, this is the problem. They're going to crop up quite a lot because they got, and he pauses slightly, double the chance. It just, it's such a, such a funny thing to say. Uh, and then my last one, which we do, is, isn't that a Bay City Rollers song? So, isn't that a Bay City Rollers song? What are your favourite quotes? Do you email in, spin this podcast? Oh, I just told you. <laughs> oh, you were talking to the listeners. No, I'm, that. I'm just joking. So, all right. Trout Spinners podcast on Twitter as well, right. guys. Oh, uh, before we before we wrap the show up with a little bit of XFM in the community and um, our favourite songs for the T Trout Spinners library, I just want to say um, we've got the Chortle Comedy Awards 2021 coming up, and they're looking for their lockdown heroes. Um, it'd be great if anyone could like nominate us. Also, if you could give us a rating, a five star rating, no less, on the Apple Podcast platform, that'd be greatly appreciated. If you want to throw in a few words as well, that'd be that'd be great too. Anything to add? That that will go. To I want to win an award, Gary. I want to win an award. We need five star reviews to counter a lot of the negativity that's been flying around lately. No, it hasn't. But um, yeah, uh, we listen. We we're not under any pretense listen if i was nominating a hero of lockdown i'd probably nominate a fireman or something because they'd probably save some lives yeah. but you know in in relative terms if you're just counting podcasts then it would be nice if you gave us a uh a, a, a nomination for that but you know we're not holding out any hope but it's just nice to uh win things and we, as miles said to me the other day he'd love to win a bronze if they did a bronze award like that would be yeah, perfect I'm for this show if bronze. we won a bronze not in i am not interested in a gold award <laughs> no silver fuck it so anyway we'll do now like some weeks we have lots some weeks we have less we can't pretend we can't make it up but there's we've got a bit of xfm in the community now do we do we do we do so we've got one from our patreon one of our patrons and just a reminder if you do want to access any extra extra content uh, of gary and miles and just like lots of nonsense our our partner sister show his little legs is available on patreon and you know submit anything of you know 100 pounds upwards whatever you know whatever you want uh this is from rob banks and rob last week was telling us he actually did um a comedy course he started a comedy course as something to keep him busy during lockdown and he sent us his um five minute stand-up routine that he did after his first session i have to say I was just so astonished that someone had so com- so much confidence to do something like that in front of a camera. And it was great. Um, I've seen it yet, Rob, but I, I will have, listen, I'm going to be recording my own one um, in the next day or two for a competition, which you should also enter. But um, probably by the time this goes out, I'll have recorded it. But I uh, don't know. It not just talking. makes me so warm when I see people do well in things. I don't know why. It makes me so happy. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, because Rob said like a few weeks ago that he listened to this show and us talking about stand-up, and that's what made him go to the stand-up course, which he's on. So presumably he's done a routine now for the stand-up course, which is nice. Very nice, Rob. And he says, uh, you may know this, but just in case, Ian Morris is the commissioning editor of Channel 4, partnered with Damon Beasley to write The Inbetweeners, and the two gay characters in Extras who worked on When the Whistle Blows were named after those two guys. Obviously a joke from Ricky. I did know that already, but it's, I think that's really good. Well, I've got a little fact as well. The uh, Rufus, who's mentioned in this episode that we're reviewing, you know, Rufus, when he talks about uh, the, hearing the, hearing the, yeah. the gay people on the train. I don't know last Oh, uh, right, yeah, yeah. You know, he says, oh, it's Rufus. Well, Rufus actually appeared in Extras as well. He's a friend of Steve's, and uh, he was a regular guest on the, the Steve show. Very posh guy, apparently. Oh, anyway, really? He's got a page on Pilkopedia. This page. next one's from uh, Steve Weller. He said, um, we've both had COVID and had, have had to isolate, so I banned from playing anything Ricky-related. Still in secret, though. Love the latest podcasts. Uh, Steve was, um, yeah, he'd gone quiet for a little bit <laughs> over Twitter, but he's catching up on all of the shows. Uh, but, yeah, please... Uh, Steve, um, mate. Yeah, Steve, get get well soon. I hope yeah, yeah, sorry to hear that. I mean, you know, at least you're not going to get it now and you'll be you'll be pretty much immune but it must have been horrible i hope you didn't have a bad version of it i've heard known some people have it and it'd be nothing and some people have it and it'd be really bad so glad you're getting better anyway mate and um yeah thanks for and also because i didn't really probably reply to um rob uh thanks for your email and i got i will listen to you stand i will watch you stand up but um thanks so much for sending it to us as well Probably a brave thing to do god um, yeah. and lastly this is you know i spend a lot of a lot of my time kind of uh, searching the show on Google just to see just to see what the general consensus of what people are saying. And I was on the Reddit thread just trying to catch up on. And I genuinely actually I'm joking. I was on Reddit just like looking up some stuff and someone had posted uh, this post. And it says, is the D Trout Spinners podcast any good? Also, it's like saying the D Trout Spinners is like saying pin number which i explained to mars is that's a tautology again it's the same thing you know we were talking earlier about tautology pin yeah. number it's an n is the number anyway so, yeah, so the d is like a tautology two two uses of the same phrase and in and in this poll there was basically yes or a noah option gary do you well, want to know if i was do you want to know the results could i just say the fact that it was yes and noah because it's i think a lot of people would have been attracted to putting noah because it's Noah and not no, and it's an in- more interesting answer to give. So I'm just, you know, weighing out, like, trying to excuses at this stage. But um, I think more people would have clicked on that. So, go on, the fact you're saying this, I don't well, I just, I, look, I just want, if you're listening to this, uh, uppercase F Z B T Z, because I, I'm always up for getting new people listening to this show. It was 69 people took part in this vote. Okay, which isn't too much. 31, yes. 38, Noah, Gary Forrestal. Okay, that's okay because you know after people probably that's that, I'm I'm not too I'm not too fussed about that because if you extrapolate, let's extrapolate that right and say that <laughs> about 45% of 
XFM fans, but are potential listeners. So you've got the people who are aware of the XFM show and like it, like we do. There's not many, but there's probably in the thousands in this country and across the world, probably in the low to mid thousands, maybe maybe 10,000, something like that. So if you, that's, that's so like 5,000 of them probably wouldn't listen to us. 5,000 might might do one day they're not yet but so that's you know if you extrapolate that it's not terrible i thought it's going to be like 90 percent said no and no uh, definitely noah as an option will attract more people to click on it like so basically you get people who click yes because, <laughs> yes that, that's their answer they like listening people who click no because they don't like listening they've listened once they don't like it and also people who have no idea they haven't listened before and they don't know so they just got to click something if they want to participate and they'll probably click Noah because it's a more interesting option it's a funnier option but there you go that's my that's my reasoning uh, but yeah some of the comments were I only listened to one with the dick with dickers and I'd say it's worth a listen thanks for that Uh, I've just started listening to them and started from the first one I've stopped now to re-listen to the actual XFM shows and listen to the corresponding spinners podcast right after the XFM shows that's that's what we want it isn't it anyway I'd say it's pretty good but only if you could hack the hosts yeah (laughs) I actually think they're really funny and have good chemistry making it a decent listen in its own right I'd say it's worth I reckon we can of course we can be annoying and and I think that's the case for the large majority of podcasts out there well Johnny Vaughan is the most annoying person I've ever listened to on radio and Ricky Gervais is the second most annoying and uh, they're they're two people I love to listen to well I'm not comparing us to them I'm just saying that being annoying is like you can be you can be alright and annoying you can also be annoying and shit now I don't know which we are but we fall into one of those I think it's a really hard thing as well like to be honest you know fan podcasts are a niche anyway aren't they you know you've got to really like something and then you've got to really like the thing that you're listening to about being a fan of yeah i think i'd like i like the fact we don't yeah probably we do come across annoying some people but we we try and present in a in a very unstructured way we're not trying to copy ricky and steve but we're obviously informed by that style and like we just we just like it you're not because we're copying we just kind of so we, we're different but that's but always I, the problem you're going to get with with like ricky like with with any kind of fan podcast or any kind of fan medium is you've got the real hardcore fans and you know they're really passionate and they're going to kind of expect you to be like the thing that you're talking about which we do we cover that we like well, yeah we, we have covered it and that, we, we know you know we don't think exactly, we'll be funny but you've also got to do your own thing in your own right like if if we were to do you know i i'm not washing my dirty laundry out <laughs> i'm not hanging my i'm not hanging my dirty laundry out to dry but what I'm saying is, you know, if you wanted the six FM shows, you would just the six FM shows, wouldn't you? Which is kind of what I would do. A lot of people do. That's why that poll, 30, 30, 38 people are like, no, I just want the XFM shows. I don't really oh, want a podcast. Um, so this is the last one. It took me a few episodes to get used to the format and the hosts, but I've grown really fond of both of them and their banter. They crack me up in their own right from time to time. They strayed a bit too much from the XFM content for my taste in the early episodes, but I think they found their footing around 10 episodes in. So any new listeners, start from episode 11. <laughs> I still yeah. sometimes wish they'd go into more of the actual content of each individual episode but it's still very enjoyable to listen to the coasts have their own good thing going on and i've really come to uh, enjoy that they're clearly huge fans of the show and know their shit definitely give it a shot and give them a chance to hook yeah. you as a, take a few episodes but but to me but it's definitely worth it which is kind of what i was saying more or less that's a, that's a fair comment we both said like 
oh god you know people starting on show one or two we we weren't like shit we're not different to how we are now but you know you go to any show on youtube you can click by date and you go to their early episodes whatever they like however confident they are or funny or whatever they are so different in their early shows and we probably were too and we weren't really different but that's a good comment because we probably have found our footing we know right we know out there there is a difference of opinion on how we introduce the shows and like how much we should talk about about XFM, which some people would want the whole show right from the beginning to the end to be about in detail about the episode. Some people like there being a looser chat at the beginning about just random stuff and us kind of digressing a bit. So we can't, we can never, um, we can never satisfy everyone with that. So we kind of done what we feel is best. But you can always leave your comments because if we get a lot of comments saying one particular thing, we will, we will look to kind of adapt and be fluid in how we approach the show. But in general, yeah. Like approach when he's dating that's what he does no i I, yeah i'm not fluid when i'm dating i like date one (laughs) i've one one set thing i have a script i go with if they deviate from that script i go i just leave (laughs) leave us your opinion so those were comments on reddit that's why we didn't read out their names because they don't really have names on reddit they're just comments but you can always comment on those aspects that they've commented on or other aspects um let us know what you think Thank Gary, you. How, how before Gary. before we before we go, I'm gonna do your role again. I'm mm. gonna yeah, but before we go, we've got the XFM vault, the XFM library. I like to call it the vault. Yeah. Um, where we keep songs, and Mars puts links to the uh, to the to the website <laughs> download simulator. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll go, I'll go first this week. So we picked two okay. songs basically to, that you can kind of uh, listen to that mean something to us. So actually, I've been, Spotify playlist. I've been listening to song on this uh, this song a lot, and I really, I'd say it's my favourite song. And because I picked it because there's talk about the Beatles this week, and I haven't mm. never picked a Beatles song. My favourite Beatles song, we can work it out. Ah, oh, that's a good. Beatles. Do you know that song? You, yeah, would you know? It? You're not I'm not everyone does. It's not that well known. I mean, it's it's among like. For, for a Beatles song, it's not that well known. It's the only song that was written jointly by Lennon and McCartney. Like, every song is credited to Lennon and McCartney. That's the way they did it. But inevitably, each one wrote one particular song. And they both wrote on that song equally, and they both s- sing on it. And it's particularly John Lennon's bit that I like. But, um, yeah, great song. I've always found it really weird that people, that they're obviously listed as contemporaries, but they're always, like, in the same way that it was, like, Blur or Oasis, they always said, like, Stones or uh, Beatles. I never, ever... I obviously didn't grow up during that time, but I don't see how the two are comparable. I see them as so different. I think there's a lot of similarities between Oasis and Blur, but stylistically they're completely different and their approach and their lyrics. Stones early stuff is like they were actually accused the Stones of kind of really copying the Beatles and they fell out with I think John Lennon because he's like you're just copying our material and you it's not as good you know and they they kind of probably were doing that but yeah like how they've become now you listen to a Stones and Beatles song they're not that comparable but think of this listen to a Blur song a typical Blur song, and then listen to an Oasis song. They're not comparable. It's no, not. They're not they're, at all. They're, now people think they are. Oh, it's Britpop. It's it's just similar music, but it's not. So Stones and Beatles probably were in those times like a a, a real like which one are you picking? Like same with Blur and Oasis, but they are they are very different. So I think yeah. that did exist. My, what you're saying, but my favourite um Beatles song is In My Life. Oh, for Blackbirds, another great one. Yeah, 
like that. I don't know why. So uh, I've, I've been watching a lot of old live performances during lockdown and looking at I'm kind of like a early noughties kind of indie kid <laughs> at the time. So the song I'm going to pick is, again, it's a really like standard choice, but it's the killers and Mr. Brightside, because I don't I don't think there's anyone around my age who hasn't had at least so many significant moments in their life signposted by that song i think it's a really i actually think it's a really important song and i think it's a really significant song in the way that we kind of see it now oh, i agree it's such a, such a so much joy for me in that time i don't but know joy and pain do you feel like because that that song to me is associated with good moments bad moments we've all so i'm not saying we've all literally kissed to it but i uh, probably you you've you've kind of dated to it as when it's been playing yeah pubs and I've, I've i've like bad moments like breaking the lyrics are the lyrics are very profound and um it's a great song you know people slag it off because it's become so commercial but so what it doesn't mean just because it's became so commercial that it's a bad song it just happened to become commercial like so um great song great lyrics and uh yeah you can listen to them on the if you click on the um the, the post <laughs> poster smart <laughs> yeah we link description it's uh basically a, a compilation playlist anyway guys thank you for listening if any detroitees want to get in touch spinners podcast at gmail.com or spinners podcast on twitter you can catch me on uh, instagram if you want to follow me gary's not there but i yes, am you can catch me on the uh in the streets of brighton or around preston park near a pond <laughs> that's okay. can you can you imagine if someone was just going gary Ga- gary <laughs> Uh, yeah, someone said Gary. Hello, my, my 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 son is also called Gary. <laughs> Classic, Brett, but uh, brilliant reference. And Andy, I hope you're listening. There, we got a Simpsons reference in. Also, listen to Stay at Homer because um, the Simpsons podcast. They're great. They they do great stuff, and they're two good guys. So, listen to that as well. What are you going to do for the rest of your weekend? Um. Well, I've got another little mini bottle of wine in the fridge, so I might <laughs> crack that open. Um, no, I, I, I've enjoy that glass of wine by the duck pond. No, no, I'll be working. I, I work over the weekend. That's why I, I use that time for work. I've got a right. It's a pretty good boring answer, but it's very no, boring. It's I just said. I, think, I don't think anyone's true. doing true. anything exciting now. So Not a liar. Yeah, but whatever you're doing. Detroiters, this will probably go out on Sunday, so you probably had most of your weekend by now. Hope you enjoyed it. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday and have a great week next week. And look forward to our review of episode 42. Bye.